And we are back for another episode of AlphaCast. My name's Mike Winner, and I'm here as always with Dr. Bear Paul Lando up here in the beautiful Smith River on the border of California and Oregon in the great state of Jefferson. Winter seems to be here. Uh, we have our first winter storm hitting tonight, and we are really excited about it, actually. Fire season is now officially, officially over. And we are looking forward to a little hibernation, a little creativity time indoors. Of course, always working outside on the farm, but we will be working on more content for you guys. So, which means more podcasts and more, um, also a lot more content for our co-op and on our Patreon. So, if you haven't joined our Patreon yet, please go check it out. It's patreon.com forward slash Alpha Vedic, and it's a great way to support us, keep the podcast going, and keep our operation going. We've got a lot in the works. We're working on a GoFundMe um, campaign that will be coming out soon for uh, a big upgrade to the company. Uh, so keep a, uh, an eye out for that. We are working on the trailer for that, and that will be for our commercial center, Dr. Lando's lab, so that he can really take everything he's doing to the next level and it's something that really needs to happen. So we're going to be focusing on that uh, for the next month. And so uh, we will be launching that soon. And if you are interested in any other information about what we do here at Alpha Vedic, uh, we are an off-grid uh, co-op and farm and a wonderful growing worldwide community. And you can join that community on Telegram at t.me forward slash Alpha Vedic. Or we are on Discord at alphavedic.com forward slash Discord. Today is going to be quite a show. This is, um, these are the types of uh, topics that I love the most. We're going to dive into spirituality and awareness and the Great Awakening and breatharianism and uh, all the things that really matter in this world. Uh, our guest today is Jazz Muheen. Uh, here's a quote from her. My main service agenda for the last 44 years has been about the raising of consciousness to co-create a healthy harmonious world that honors all life. Right on. Uh, as a meditator since 1974, Jasmuheen specializes in deep inner plane journeys using the alchemical meditative process to allow people to merge even deeper with their own enlightened nature. As an ambassador of peace for the Embassy of Peace, Jasmuheen has traveled since 1994, facilitating positive change in the world. Her work that has taken her to tribal cultures in the Colombian Amazon and the, to the slums of Brazil includes interaction with various levels of government and the UN in Vienna in 2013. Jasmine has brought awareness to millions on a more conscious use of global resources by developing a stronger connection to the divine within. Most astonishing, she has cultivated the ability to be nourished directly by prana and since 1993 has lived without the need to take in physical food. At jazzmuheen.com, she states, our focus is on providing methodology to achieve the one people living in harmony, uh, harmony on one planet experience. When people are ready to live in the rhythm of health, happiness, and harmony within themselves and with each other and our planet. If I said that right. But I think you guys get the gist. Hey, how's it going today, Dr. Lando? I'm doing great and really excited to have you here, Jasmine. Thank you so much for being with us. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, as Mike already said, we're really happy to change the pace of our discussion here. Unfortunately, well, I, I guess, you know, it's, it's things we need to talk about, but we've been more 
entrained on uh, talking about bugs and world events and that sort of thing. And, you know, really what we're about at Alpha Vedic is uh, off-grid farming and, and uh, decentralization and just, you know, empowering people. And, um, you know, when I first embarked in medicine years ago, uh, you know, I really studied the, the old ancient texts and things and, and to me and, and what people said back then was uh, the role of a physician was to help people link spirit with their physical experience. And that was their job. It was considered a very sacred role to play. And I think we've deviated quite a bit because now we're just, uh, you know, kind of uh, helping people stay in the illusion, you know, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, so, so great to have you here and, and change the discussion topic. So we really need a lot of positivity here. I know that we're all facing the same sorts of uh, issues in the, in the entire world now, which in a way is sort of positive in and of itself, because what we've noticed is bringing a lot of us kindred spirits together. And, uh, you know, in the States here, as people are more divided than ever. There seem to be hating each other more than ever. And of course, at the root of everything is fear. And what we really need is positivity. And I know that's what you bring to the table. So uh, you can start it off wherever you'd like to. It's your time now. You guys, Alpha Vedic, I'm so pleased to be here because Everything is about patterns of energy blossoming and unfolding in the right time. And being positive, what I notice in my community is so much more than normal because I'm grounded. I can't fly out of Australia. So I've had my first year in nearly 30 years of experiencing all the seasons here, getting to know more people in my community. For example, I can plant flowers now, which I'm loving. I haven't had the time to do as much before, but when I go to the nursery, it's booming. And they keep telling me that stock is flying off the shelves because my neighbors are planting fruit, they're planting vegetables, they're going off the grid, they're going into self-sustaining. They're walking around the neighborhood and saying hi to everybody and exchanging plant cuttings and saying, I love that flower um, or I like this. And, and I've been invited to join the garden society here and everyone comes and helps weed each other's land and plant more things. And I'm just loving it because this is a fallout of the other stuff. You know, this little illusional matrix of duality of the fear game and the bugs and the this and that. On the alternate, people are being forced to stay at home more and care more for their home and they're thinking, how do I want to live? Can I put in an orchid now? Or can I go organic? And can I be more subsistent? And you guys are leaders in that. You know, this is not my field of expertise because I became vegan and vegetarian when I was probably about 14, really young. And then I ended up in the source feeding reality. I call it source feeding rather than breatharian because I think there's some misunderstanding in that word. Like we eat all the time. We just eat differently. 
we're just open to this pulsation of this pure essence energy that's everywhere within everyone and within us and we allow it to strengthen by our lifestyle and so you guys have expertise that our world needs that i don't have because in the patterning your time is now organics are now all the things you're teaching about holistic medicine forever i had a look on your website and so many people are so expert in and that's what our world needs now and eventually <laughs> i think people will come more into source feeding but it's just wonderful that people know it's possible we have probably well over a hundred thousand people with this freedom that are demonstrating this in many ways some public some not public but it really is a time now of go plant-based go vegan go organic and all the things you guys are experts in so i want to introduce my audience to you guys so what would you like to share about what you're noticing regarding well, your field of expertise being more accepted well you opened the door to a lot of conversational topics i could talk to you yeah. all day um maybe let's talk about uh eating and uh, feeding ourselves through prana you know uh i i have a little laboratory procedure and it's a school of um uh that emanates from a, a very genius kind of one of those special people his name is kerry reams and what he determined with the work and what we find out you know with these laboratory procedures is that the body actually when you're eating you actually derive 70% at least of your nourishment directly from the atmosphere. And when people eat food, it very crudely um, is just used as a jumpstart by the body to get the predominant uh, nourishment right from the atmosphere. So, you know, years ago when I started doing this, I started, you know, really thinking about that and saying, well, maybe we don't eat need to eat as much as we think we do so maybe share your experience because you're one of those uh uh very unique individuals that has taken that and proven it in your own experience and it stretches the imagination of a lot of people that that's even possible because most folks can't even imagine skipping lunch <laughs> I know. look it's so interesting but i just came from a background of experiment you know i was born into the community with my, a migrant community, as some of you know, and we had about 10,000 migrants who all came out with an amazing attitude from the Second World War in Europe. And that was to come to a land of new beginnings where they could rebuild their lives. And so there was a lot of appreciation for being in this land and also a lot of open-mindedness and open-heartedness where we just wanted to take the best of what everyone was offering. And my father in particular, he was always of this attitude of experiment, play, don't believe everything you hear and everything you read in the media because they come from fields of a lot of misinformation themselves and he always said honor your intelligence and do your research and so i did and i remember just playing with dietary realities i was so not interested in meat ever and so when i became more sporty and involved in high levels of physical activity 
I was often so busy being young that I didn't eat much, but what I chose to eat was very light and I just found I performed better. And as I went through the time period through school and all of that, I just found lighter, lighter was better. When I just had mainly raw food and plant-based, my thinking was so clear, my ability to absorb information, sit exams, all of that. If I did junk food, it was like, oh, this fuzziness, you know, it was really interesting how the lighter I became and then introduced yoga when I was about 16 and then meditation when I was about 16. It was like firing up the system in such a different way. So we always say to people, play, it's your body, you experiment, we're not stupid, everybody's pretty smart. If you do this, you're going to experience that. If you're going to do this, you'll experience that. And so lifestyle for us has become very, very important in all the work we do at the Embassy of Peace. But it's interesting because I met this man in Romania when I was there last time, just doing an interview for his podcast. And he was a journalist and he said, when I first heard about you, I thought, not possible rubbish. He said, and then I had a daughter. And I watched how much she was eating with the bottle and bits of fruit and how much energy she expended. And he went, that's not possible. She is not taking in enough calories to be able to have such high energy and such go, go, go every day she must be getting it from another source and he went "Mm." so he started to investigate and open his heart and mind and you know one of the things that i did was in my field of research is i went to the wudong mountains in china because you can track this back to six thousand years wow So the first recorded cases of people accessing an alternate source of nourishment were the Qigong masters. And the Wudong Mountains in China, ah, you think you live in magical energy near Mount Shasta? I'm sure you do. I love that mountain. But the Wudong Mountains is where Laots lived. 40 something years and from Laos came Chinese medicine which is thousands of years old you know all about this the principles of Chinese medicine are so wonderful when people apply them but in the Wudong Mountains you had the Chinese Qigong, Taoist masters, and they were doing dance and moving energy, and they found that with meditation, with silent time, with living in high chi, mother nature fields of mountain chi, forest chi, you have ocean chi, you have solar chi, you have Um, rock chi, river chi, mountain, wind chi, it's all slightly different elemental flow. And they found that as they lived in this pure mountain energy, did their practice of meditation, of silence, of stillness, of dance movement, of energy, they just got less hungry. 
they just ate less and less and less because now they were tapping into another rhythm, which was the first recorded cases of people being nourished by Mother Nature Chi. But with our work, we go beyond that. We're not interested in Mother Nature Chi because what do you do when you live in a city? And also solar chi, amazing. We have the 4,000-year-old tradition in India of solar gazing, taking it in through the holes in the eyes, the chi energy of the sun, really activating, lighting up the brain, saying changes brainwave patterns, changes right, left brain hemisphere, bodies absorbing it, get less, less, less hungry. And Hira Ratan Manek is the expert in that, so you can study his work. But what happens if you're in a city and the weather's terrible? Maybe you're living in my old country, Norway, which is like four hours of sunlight a day in winter, then solar chi feeding becomes difficult. So our work is about quantum energy, but the source field energy from the unified field, which is the baseline of creation that bubbles through everything. And we can turn up the volume of pure baseline energy through any organic system, but through us as a living system of energy, if we can increase the volume, we find less physical hunger, less emotional hunger, less mental hunger, less spiritual hunger, and we're just a hunger-free system of operation. Now you're radiating energy that's nourishing, not just for you, but for the whole world. So source feeding is not going to go away. Wow. That's amazing because that, that takes it to the next level. We had P.A. Straubinger on uh, who did the Living Off Light uh, documentary. Mm -hmm. So for those listening... Yeah who haven't seen that, I highly recommend uh, that alpha cast we did with him. He did a documentary on, and Jazz Muheen is featured in it, uh, about quote unquote breatharianism and, and living off prana. And that was one of the main um, kind of uh, themes throughout it was the idea that feeding off the sun. But you're going mm. next level now mm. in terms Touch of just the zero point or what mm. we call, mm -hmm. you know, essentially you know, it light is their informational systems that are coming from universe from the, from the what might, some might call quantum entanglement, what we call source, what we call consciousness, whatever. It's it's there, and actually, mainstream science was is really starting to show of this that this exists, and so that you could be in like a dark room doing dark room meditation, but by going in into your own power generation we have the source within us because we are pure consciousness. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Spot on. 99.9999999999% of our atomic structure is source. Yeah. Baseline energy. It's the unified field. Wow. I love that. All the unexpressed DNA, the dark matter in the universes, what's in the atoms. So our atoms, like I love the work of Nassim Hadamine. I don't know if you guys have interviewed him with the Resonance Academy and Nassim admitted to having three years of being source-fed or, you know, he was just wanting to get into higher levels of understanding. And one of the benefits of this is 
you think of how much energy you spend in digestion. Now, if you're going heavy food matter, like the meat-based, etc., you spend a lot of time and energy breaking it all down. You go plant-based, then it's much lighter for the system, so you're not spending so much energy in digestion. You go pranic or source-fed, all that energy normally used in digestion can be used for other matters and it fires you up on other levels because this source energy, as, it, as you pump up the volume, as it gets stronger through your lifestyle, how you spend time, it feeds you not just physically, but it puts you into what I call this is the virtue zone, which is part of the baseline of creation of pure love. And now you're feeding emotionally from the zone of virtues. So you don't get this need for the pleasure of which people have this huge emotional lock-in to sharing physical food and the pleasure of that. Or when you're being pulsated, washed with the zone of virtues, your emotional body is just like, that's <laughs> incomparable. But not only that, but the other vibration in baseline is wisdom, this endless wisdom. And so you're just getting all the information you need whenever you need it because this baseline energy is not just love and wisdom and the power that comes when you combine love and wisdom, but it's benevolence. I love the benevolence. And this benevolent energy is our own enlightened nature, but it's the, the same energy that brought all of creation into being. So when we can fire this up, we just get more creative, all that digestive energy can be used in so many other ways for so much creativity to the degree that some people get so creative, they just go, ugh, and they start to eat a little bit to drop their frequency because <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> you know, um, this whole discussion on again, quote, breatharianism, maybe it's a good segue into another concept I know you're very uh, adept with, but foreign to many people, which is the ascension. And uh, when I was um, early training years ago with uh, actually masters in martial arts from the old country, they would describe uh, people in those mountain areas that you're you know, alluding to there and they would do exactly what you're describing, but the whole goal was to prolong life in their body, and they would live hundreds of years, many of them, mm -hmm. and not because they were afraid to die, but the whole um, goal of it was to have a continuous thread of consciousness until they gathered enough momentum to make the ascension. So uh, what does that mean to you? Could you explain that a little better? Look, it's very interesting because like you, I'm sure you're my close to my age, but I've been meditating for nearly 50 years regularly. I just love it. What I love is stasis. And this is a word that my light being friends who have ascended individually and as mass cultures like the Mayan civilization did, what they call is stasis. And stasis is three things. Stillness, 
silence and solitude. And when we take time to disengage from this external dual-natured illusionary hologram of duality by just unhooking and <clears throat> coming into stasis, coming back to the now moment, coming back with the breath to be fully present, one of the things we experience, really experience, is that we are vast, multi-dimensional matrices. That one little drop of the consciousness we are is extending in this body like you would, you know, like that through a cloth, you know, but when, and you think we're this, but we're the whole cloth. We are this whole vast multidimensionality. And so you realize there's nowhere to go and nothing to achieve because we are it all already. That's ascension to me, you know? It's like I'm on earth, but I can go into stasis. And when I drop with the breath deep, 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 deep into the present moment stillness of the now, where I let go of all realities and all concepts, where I disengage consciously from the holographic nature of creation, I become, I am the all that is with nowhere to go and nothing to attain and just the, oh, that is so beautiful. And then you can become a little more conscious again. And then you notice these little holograms, like little spinning disco balls around you of different reality. And you give your attention because that's quantum and this ball comes into your field and then you can go deeply into that ball, that hologram, whether it's a past life, whether it's a future life, whether it's the hologram of duality, whether it's the hologram of interplanetary existence or multidimensional existence and you focus on Venus, higher dimensional, and you can step into the hologram of higher dimensional life on Venus or the Arcturian system. It's endless and it's so much fun, but it's just holographic play. And understanding that the key to the unhooking from all holographic play is something we have been built with to do the breath, mm. to just come back to the breath, to come back to the now moment and understand quantum because we have to get into a point where we are willing to let go of every reality construct because while we maintain any reality, no matter how good it is, that reality quantum must deliver because that's all the unified field does is project back to us our own models of reality and our own consciousness. So we meet people who go, oh, Jasmine's crazy. She's a fraud. You can't do this. She's dangerous, blah, 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 blah. Well, quantum's going to lock them into that reality where that's proven by what they see on the internet or whatever. But then there's so many more people, millions and millions and millions, who have made a commitment in their heart, I love this, where they just want to operate energetically in a way that is nourishing for all sentient life.
And when you make that heartfelt commitment of let me be nourishing all realms, so matrix, make this my truth, this is my reality, this is my hologram, make this my truth, then quantum goes, what fun is in store for you? So different. Yeah, you're talk talking about manifestation right there. And, and talking about frequency matching with different yeah. realms. Yeah. And, and I love the, I love what you're talking about with breath work and meditation and that, that bliss you get those little moments of bliss where time our our ideas of time, our ideas of self, our ideas of reality all just kind of float away. And we're, and that is the, that's so important to try to, to grab a little bit of that every day, guys. Every day, do the work, do some meditation, because that brings us back to our memory of who we really are. It gets us out of the fear. It gets us out of, you know, the emotional states we get wrapped in. And, um, and really what I love, too, you talk about is that we're all connected. And so a lot of people ask us in the community, what can we do? What should we be doing right now? You know, with the fraud going on with the election or with stuff, mandatory vaccines and all this, you know, dense reality stuff that we get so caught up in and I, what I always say it's like go meditate go do the work go go to your breath I know it's people roll their eyes but that's what we call doing the light work raising the vibration doing the internal work that is what we need to be doing right now it's that simple you know, I love Gandhi. You know, I came across because my father was part of the intellectuals in Europe and, you know, intelligentsia and, and studied. And we had books on absolutely everything when I was growing up and was encouraged to read. And I loved Gandhi. I discovered Gandhi early. And everyone knows he said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Be it. Be love in motion, be peace in motion, be kindness in action, be compassion in action. Not try to be, but be it. And you be it by dropping into that zone. When you can read, because it's just science. Everything is mathematical formula and science. You know, I come from a background as a computer programmer and I had a 10-year career in coding where I was creating um, coding and, and spreadsheets and paradigms to make rich people richer, which for me was a bit boring because I prefer life richness. And so with the coding, with the using the right mental energy, that means getting very, very clear about how you as a system of energy want to operate in the world. And if we want something to exchange, to change externally, we've got to change the internal environment. You can't fight for peace. You have to be peace. You have to, to do the work. Tune. We have a lifestyle formula, which I've just released our online course on this today at jasmahin.com. And it's an eight-point luscious lifestyle program that we were given by different beings of light that can end all human suffering. But it allows us to magnetically drop back deeper into the baseline frequency of source energy so that we are that we are that we're not trying to be kinder we're not trying to be we just are naturally that so it's like 
there's a bridge of transition and we talked about this with Dr. Edith and thank you Edith for introducing me to you guys and it's like there's a pool of energy of before a bridge of people like oh they're all in duality I don't like this I don't like that and what about the election what about this and what about vaccines and rah, and the fear love fear love fear love game and then there are people who are done with that and they're crossing this transition bridge and quantum is delivering so fast whatever you're thinking and giving energy to and people are going whoa i better be careful what i'm feeding and then on the other side of the bridge you have people who are anchored as living examples in the zone of love and wisdom and peace and they may be public they may not be public but they're radiating they're not absorbing and that's the difference in duality you can be absorbing and responding to the biofeedback of seven and a half billion different reality patterns that may please you or may not may entertain you or may not in the bridge of transition you may be starting to take time out from it all and look at it and say what am i done with and many people are just done with the games of fear and done with the duality game. And they're going, no, I understand universal law and I claim a new way of being. I claim my right as a citizen of Earth to live in peace and harmony and to live in peace, you know, with all nations and all cultures and honour the diversity of all and, and drink from all the fields in a way that brings out the best in us all with good quality holistic education and strengthen my immune system holistically so it doesn't really matter if I get a vaccine or not because it's going to be like a mosquito biting an elephant because my chi fields are so strong, my immune system so strong. And then we have the other side of the bridge. So the more we focus on what's wrong with the world, the more we focus on the dual-natured hologram, the not more we'll see. So the invitation now is, hey, leave duality alone. It's a basement. It's an apartment. It's a basement apartment with limited view. Move yourself vibrationally to a higher apartment with a higher perception where you are more um, infused with your own pure nature energy and then you'll find yourself living in the Shambhala matrix, the heaven on earth reality in an ascended state because that part of you is already ascended. Let it rise, let it dominate your life and your field. And then you're just like, because quantum then reflects back to you the Shambhala matrix, the ascended matrix, the matrix of the unified field, and then your friendship base grows because you're now connecting with the multi-dimensionals and beings from the unified field from many other star systems as well. And boys, all of that is so much more entertaining cosmic tv rather than social media normal television on planet earth so it's like click click switch the channel what do you want to watch what do you want to be entertained by <laughs> so i think um i think what we're really talking about here is just simply resonance and whatever resonance you're putting out is going to ping on all back like resonance and come back to you you know the Universe, most encouraging yeah. Universal law. No, please, go ahead. No, it's yeah. just universal law. 
Yeah. The most encouraging statement I ever heard came from a school that I've been involved with for years. And it's over in Shasta there that we were talking about. And um, it was said that the moment you ponder the concept of ascension, your ascension has already begun. Yes. And you are now in process. So just that ability to perceive that no matter how vague or how lofty or far off. And I, I love the way, uh, you know, you term it, which is it's not necessarily uh, a goal-oriented external thing like my body's going to, you know, do whatever. It's, it's really an inside job. And, you know, our heart is an internal solar system. And um, so maybe that's where we need to connect, you know, for people in the cities like you describe and uh, maybe lack of uh, ability to go stare at the sun and and just get connected to your own solar system inside it's true too you know like the human i've been fascinated for a long time with the magnificence of the human design because i found myself being able to do things i could never have imagined i was never taught about I had no guidelines, no books. These things just clicked in spontaneously. Like many know my story, I was never interested in being nourished in this way. It was not, you know, I'd read autobiography of a yogi and heard about Giri Bala and the saints and everything Peter shared about in the movie in the beginning of uh, There Was Light, I had come in contact with because when we need to understand something, this beautiful unified field responds. And it may just be that beginning in the heart, you know, going right backwards. Is there something more? Who am I really? You know, this who am I? Am I just this physical, emotional, mental construct? For me, it began when I was seven and I thought, surely there's an energy we can tap into where we can all take care of each other, where children of our world are taken care of, where resources are distributed in a way so there is no poverty, there is no hunger, there is no war, there is no violence, there is no suffering. Because we had these discussions around the table when I was young about starving children, when I rejected meat, my mother made me because I was born a natural vegetarian. You know, it's like, oh, don't want that, thanks. So we talked about everything. So we have got this intelligence to assess and to analyze and to also just say, okay, who am I really? And what is my potential? And Jasmine's talking about the magnificence of the human design. What is my body of light? What is the meridian system? What is the chakra system? What is the third eye? Is my pituitary and pineal gland, my telepathic transmitters and receivers, am I a vast multidimensional beingness? If there's truth in all the scriptures and the commonality of the scriptures and spiritual traditions, then prove it to me. Show me. And what's so beautiful about this is it's undeniable. Quantum benevolence will never deny a human being's right and heart seeking to know and experience the truth of who they really are. And to me, that is just in 
incredible. So it begins with your heart. It begins with, can we live in peace together? Can we live in harmony? Is this earth on another zone, a Shambhala, Buddha's pure land, Jesus' kingdom of heaven? Does that exist? If it does, show me and bring me all the tools and the techniques and the knowledge in the right way for me as a unique individual to have that as a deep experiential truth because my way may not be someone else's way because we're all so unique but it begins with here the asking in your heart that's amazing and i love that you say that why not ask you know what's we need to do that we need to ask and visualize but asking and and universe will answer right as is um very obvious with your path in life. Do you think that maybe do, if we understand and we take in the idea of reincarnation, that your soul got to this level and that's why at this young age, you were so capable to make this transition into source feeding versus others who might be younger souls or people still in that, that cycle moving towards that way? Um, what's your kind of understanding of that? Well, remember, I'm a scientist, but I'm a higher light scientist. I'm not confined to conventional science. I'm, con I'm working on higher levels with what I call interdimensional energy field science, which sounds a bit boring, so we won't go too much into that. Sounds, sounds pretty awesome to me, actually. <laughs> well, it just runs by universal law, yep. you know? And so when you look at that, there's your theory proven as in reincarnation. That's the first thing I got in that we are a vibrating system of energy and energy cannot be created and it cannot be destroyed, but it changes form. And energy sends out signals, attracts light frequencies that they'd come back to the originating source. So that's so simple just to begin there. So as a system of energy, we just come in as a what the light beings say an extended then descended ray of light with consciousness around which molecular structure will form thank you mother nature who gives us the elemental flow to have bodies and mother nature's electromagnetic field and she is so important because we are a construct of her elements. So here we are extended from a unified field, descended into form, and we play and we play and we play. And this time I'm a from Norwegian Viking bloodline descent woman, mid sixties, <laughs> you know, with the background I've had, with the parents I had. But my last time I was with the Lakota tribe. And I was a very tall, funny-looking, ugly shaman. And it took me a long time for the girls to like me. I had a lot of scars on my faces. I finally got married, had kids. But I was really tuned to Mother Nature and the natural rhythms of life. And my shaman training was deep. Well, that was just a little dip in the field in linear time then. Then I can go back and dip into a field of a life as a woman in India where through grieving process, I locked into the vegetarian, not the vegetarian reality, I was that, but to the breatharian reality then. So I experienced what it was like way back then 
to be food free, to be liquid free, and to live off the energy of grace because my role in that life was to be a storyteller of the ancient Vedas and the spiritual traditions to the village. Now that, when you're always in this storytelling mode of the spiritual wisdoms and higher truths, then you're locked into that zone and that feeds you too. So it's all about what you give your time and energy to regarding what you attract by basic higher life science principles. And you see, you have the law of love, you have the law of one, you have the law of resonance that are really vibing through our world now. And the law of resonance, we know, cause and effect, you give it out, it's going to come back to you. You think limited, you think negative, you think in judgment, you go into the dual-natured world, well, you're going to get that back. Then you have the law of, of one where we're all interconnected in the web of life, which we are on a baseline level. And then you have the law of love that says we have vibrating, pulsating through us the purest love that brought all of creation into being. And this love is so powerful that when it rises through you, whatever it touches, it transforms back to its original vibrational state. That's my favorite law. That's how we feed, by allowing this pure, pure love, the love that could bring a universe into being. That means it has all the elements for creation of new universes of all life. And if that loves within us, then delivering breakfast, lunch, and dinner is no big deal because it already has all the building blocks of life and creation. So it's a matter of what, how do you want to operate? Go plant-based, brilliant for the planet, brilliant for environmental issues, brilliant for global warming, brilliant for climate change. We know that, but go source-fed, Oh, now that's another level again. And everybody has this pulsation of baseline energy within it. So you don't have to be special. You just have to be educated in how to make it stronger. Because I'm not more special than anyone else. I've got the same frequency, but maybe because of my lifestyle and background, its pulsation is stronger than somebody who's still living deep in the hologram of duality, thinking that's the only reality there is. Beautiful. It seems like the veils are getting very much thinner for a lot of us now. And uh, the way I perceive things is perhaps the planet itself is going through uh, an ascension process, if you will. And that maybe a lot of us are drawing more on the composite of our entire experience through all our embodiments and bringing out those experiences that are useful um, to go along with the ride where the planet's going anyway. So uh, what do you see going on out there? You know, this is, you know, I love what you've just tapped on. This is happening naturally. But I remember in my early days of traveling and sharing about source feeding and being punched quite a lot. People going, nope, can't do that. <laughs> all of that. Because my job 
early was to work with a lot of global media. And I remember coming back one day and just sitting in my meditation room and just chair and just, oh, I can't do this, it's too hard. <laughs> and, you know, saying, oh, if only I'd known this was going to be my job this life, I would have got a medical degree like you. I would have trained and become a priest and then maybe I'd have more, you know, background of people to respect that I had that training. And I remember the universe saying, look, you've had all the training you need in all timelines or you wouldn't have this job right now. But I didn't feel like that. I was feeling a bit, mm, poor me, you know. And this, I just decided, like you just said, and I want to add this here, why can't you, and this is what I did, I just said, okay, that's true. If we are a continuum of linear time consciousness dropping into different forms, and in every life we've picked up massive training and massive gifts and massive talents right back from Lemuria, Atlantis, and more, and what about off-planet, and what about future lives? Because we have simultaneous time, so then I want now all gifts, all talents from all timelines to now flow back into my conscious beingness that is relevant for the work that I've come to do today so I can do it impeccably in a way that's for the highest good of all sentient life. And it was like all of this came back. But you see, what's coming through the universal core, because we're not in a double ascension, we're in a triple ascension pattern. So something's happening that is so spectacular, never happened before. And that's the transmission from the collective from planet Earth is sending out such a frequency through the universe that the whole universe is merging into a new multiversal dynamic. So coming through the universal core, we have five frequencies, and that is green for healing. We need a lot of people need a lot of healing and rebalance. We have that um, blue energy of divine love coming through. We have that golden energy of divine wisdom. We have the red energy of will and power and discipline. And then we have the fifth one, which is the violet light of alchemical transformation. So we have a bombardment through the universal core of these five frequencies that are just washing through the universe, affecting every single star system, every single planetary system. It's coming through universal core, galactic core, solar core, and it is really through the world. So it's like, whoa, what's going on? And these five frequencies are passing through all molecular physical structure of animal, plant, planetary life, and human life, and they're being called into being by the consciousness called Gaia because it is her ascension time. So we're being upgraded, whether we're conscious of it or not. Now, when the heat is too hot in the kitchen, which now is heating up, you're going to get a lot of people who are locked into the zone of duality who aren't ready for this transition. They're going to drop those forms. Some of them are going to go and have an upgrade in their bodies of light. Some of them are going to have a, a different DNA structure and they're coming quite quickly back as our children with a very different matrix of operation where they're not forgetting their multidimensional nature 
and they have full awareness and memory, which is what you were talking about before. So in the old days with ascension, you continued your life so that you continued consciousness coming back. But now when we go, we'll come back with different energy, but many will go and not come back at all because they are light beings from the unified realm here on contract as I am. Once they've delivered what they're born to deliver, they're done with this zone. And but that's another discussion. And, and with that, does, does that mean that du the duality matrix that is here, that's gone with the ascension or is duality in your mind always kind of part of it mm -hmm. or is that what makes this so special right now with our experience no what is lovely and what the light beings i've just um released a book called the freedom matrix i've done this is my 44th book you know our books are in about 20 odd languages and this comes from supreme creativity because you don't have you've got all this time you know you're not shopping or cooking or the food game's not happening so and you don't sleep much so you really plugged into creativity. So I've written a lot and the last book was channeled through from the beings from the unified realms. And they said very clearly, you have to see Gaia consciousness as a circular band of energy. And in she's like vibrating because energy moves in spiraling patterns. And she is supporting now about 80,000 earth type worlds. Now, the gift of Gaia is density and mesmerization with beauty. So when you have a being of light extending from the unified realms and coming into the denser world of Gaia, of solid matter, yes, we're given bodies, but we're given senses. And these senses get so mesmerized. We're so mesmerized with sight and beauty and creation. And then there's flavor. And then these beings may never eat them before. So that's a big one. The whole sensory yumminess. And we get so caught up in the satisfaction of the senses, we forget our multidimensional nature because we give all our attention to the externalized realms. Well, people have played in the dual-natured construct for eons of time, thousands of embodiments, some people, and they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, I've explored that. What else is there? Then they go to stasis. Then they go into the ancient wisdoms. Then they go to meditation, and they start to re-experience their multidimensional self. The fact we're part of the all that is, we're already still existing in the unified realms, and just a small part of us is here. And so we then re-vibrate and strengthen our connection back into unity consciousness. And so we begin to unhook from the zone of duality. And it's just no longer part of our construct. But the zone of duality needs to be left alone. Why? Because it's perfect. The zone of duality is to be transcended out from when you're done. But don't try to change it because... It's where we gain virtues. It's where we gain wisdom. It's where we gain richness of heart. It's where we gain a deep understanding of um, amnesia, <laughs> of getting so mesmerized with the them and us and the dual-natured game until we're like done playing in the game and then it's like graduating. See, people are like trying to apply advanced physics to kindergarten. Why on earth would you take to a kindergarten curriculum advanced physics? 
kindergarten's kindergarten. You've got to leave kindergarten alone. So we dive into the kindergarten and we learn and we learn about the right use of four things and the right use of power, the right use of sex energy, the right use of fame, the right use of money. And you can look in duality and they're the four major initiations that people are deep in. You look at the election. It's a game about power. You look at the money game, it's a game about power. You look about the fear game of I need to amass money, I need to amass power. It's just the games, it's initiations. They don't need to be judged. It's just a matter of what does your heart say? Do you want to play in that game? You know, I liken it like kindergarten, really, where it's like you've got a school, grade one and two, and you've got the kids in the schoolyard and they're like, and people are gathered around them going, ah, you know, punch, punch and all of that. Or you've got over here in school another group of kids that are like looking at a sunset, playing nicely together, sharing lunch, sharing toys. It's like, who do you want to play with? How do you want to play now? Well, I want to play with conscious, loving, kind, compassionate, aware beings. And there's gazillions of them on earth and beyond. So now it's like, okay, leave duality alone. If you're done, not out of denial, but you know all about that. Like how many of us know about the games of fame, sex, money, power? We see it all the time reflected in our world. We get challenged. Are we using power energy wisely? Are we using fame energy if you have it wisely? Are you using sex energy wisely where you're bringing out the best in everything and everyone? Are you using all of this wisely in a way that creates no negative fallout upon others? That's the right use of these energies. And so when you use it all wisely and you're done with those initiations and you can start to vibrate into another field, vibrate from base level, you know, base, basement apartment living to penthouse views where you have a much higher perception and a much different understanding where you don't even need to judge anybody anymore because you can see with higher perception which pattern of energy they're locked into and why and you can love unconditionally and i love the fact that we can get to a point of consciousness where all we feel for all sentient life in all zones is love amazing it's that simple that's that's what i like <laughs> I think uh, what's important to mention too is all this is very grounded and practical. I know when you, we talk like this, a lot of people think you're out in woo-woo land, but it's actually the most grounded, practical thing you can do. And, you know, we've had similar journeys, you know, my wife and myself uh, together for decades. And a lot of the issues, uh, you know, just interference from outside parties, you know, mm -hmm. everything from agencies and taxes and money and uh 
they just all seem to leave you alone after a while. It's like you literally become invisible to that system. Yeah, and you know, too. we have a lot of discussion these days about different techniques to extract yourself from, uh, you know, government interference and learning different paper processes. And I've been down that road, you know, I bought the t-shirt, did the whole thing and every single one of them. And finally, at this point in my life, it's like, well, I'm glad I did that. It brought a certain level of awareness, but none of it matters in the first place because that's just going to bring you back into what you don't want. And again, it goes back to the principle of resonance. So yeah, the best thing you can do is just reclaim your spirit from all of those things that you've given your energy to, not trying to fight them, not trying to resist them and do exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Look, it's very interesting because people get very into anarchy and, you know, I've been an atheist and I've been an anarchist and I've been an agnostic and I've done all of that. You know, when you live for a long time, you get to play all the different rhythms and it serves you for a while, obviously, which is why you do it. But to me, like I'm interested in true abundance, you know, and so I always say to the universal field, bring me everything I need to play the game, all games on the highest levels, bring me more than enough money to pay all my taxes. You know, don't live in lack, live in true abundance, you know, and don't be restricted. And I notice that we all get gagged. We all do. When we're radicals, when we're out there, we get gagged to degrees with, you know, things going on in, in social media where what we're sharing gets locked down or doesn't go out very far or whatever. But I always say to people, look, you've got the internet and you've got the inner net. So again, you just go into this inner net and you say, bring me all the people who can benefit by the pattern of energy that I am carrying and who I can benefit from by us merging our matrices and fields from this moment. I choose to live in mutually beneficial relationship with all sentient life. Lock this in, make this my truth. And that frees you from the matrix of limitation because as soon as you make a heartfelt commitment that everything about you and everything you're doing must run on mutually beneficial levels within creation so it's a karma free game because if you're just helping 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 there's all this positive energy in that karmic game but if we see like you have a pattern of energy and I can benefit from your knowledge. I have a pattern of energy and you can benefit. And we can hold this intention to energetically, in some way, be a mutually beneficial presence to all sentient life through all realms. Then that sets up a very interesting flow and dynamic that frees us from the limited matrix of the human constructs of beings who are playing the game of money, sex, fame, power, and are not finished with those initiations. Because we are, we can go way beyond that and connect into different matrices like the internet and direct communion with quantum field intelligence, which I prefer. And you notice whenever you think you need something and you're locked in, you're locked in with grace. 
because as soon as you go mutually beneficial, you get grace, which is lubrication, and grace will deliver to your door everything you need before you even know you need it. And so you're living in a very harmonious, synchronistic flow. And this goes back to what Jesus said, where he said two or more will be walking along the road and one will be taken and one will be left behind. They just jump zones. Yes, you just nailed it on the head right there with that whole delivery. Um, I, I was de I'm developing this holistic economy model, and it's all based on that, like abundance, yeah. cooperation, collaboration, working within the field. Give it's a two way street too. If you just give, 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 then that's that's unbalanced. You have to be in the balance. You have to be in the flow, and and then it's just extreme abundance is what nature is it's not scarcity and so everything you just said right there is just so spot on jazz it's just uh everyone in the chat's loving it too with the idea of the internet that really resonated powerfully and that's where we need to go so with alpha vedic we're always talking about solutions right and and that buckminster fuller quote i swear we say it on every show which is don't fight the system build the new system you know just to be really brief with that but so what are those new systems, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the question. And I think it comes down to one, first knowing, know thyself, right? Yes. So important. Totally. And totally. Because otherwise you're just in the kindergarten class. Mm -hmm. So, so mm -hmm. I love that analogy. So know thyself. And then once you're grounded and harmonious and in the flow, then we need to cooperate. We need to collaborate. Mm -hmm. We need to start getting away from the old systems with the new collaborative systems. And that's what I know you're doing with this coursework. So to go into that, what are some ideas coming from you towards how you could maybe enlighten our community a little bit and give them some inspiration on how we can move towards this new, because this awakening's happening. The planet's doing it. The cosmos mm -hmm. is doing it. We're all doing it. What are some things that we can just take away from this talk today, some practice maybe, or something that's a little, maybe be signing up for your class. I don't know, but yeah. um, for this revolution that we all know is coming. Look, it's funny because I was in India a long, long time ago and I've been working with the Pyramid Society there and they've been doing a lot of what you've been doing, going more organic, going more um, plant-based, all of that as well, farming differently in India, etc. And there was this boy, he was about nine years old and he, people had been asking him stuff. He got up on stage and he was sharing like a sage, obviously a very high level being of consciousness, one of the new ones coming in. But he came up to me later and he said to me, you have to be careful, your book's too cheap. And I went, what? And he said, yes, you're selling them so cheap. And I said, well, people don't have much money in India. They're, it's good to have it available. And he goes, no, you undermine. You should claim your worth and, you know, do this. And he was so funny because it was at a time where I'd been give, give, giving everything freely. And we do 90% of our work around the world freely. But with COVID, I'm in lockdown and Spirit's been pushing me to do these online courses. And it's a beautiful exchange of energy where people give me the frequency of money to support our work, like they do the donations to support you where they can as well. But, you know, I've always said, and I will always say, 
we are so loved and we all carry these unique patterns of energy and everyone's pattern will blossom and be fertilized in the right way and time when there's a collective need. There's not yet a strong connective, collective need for source feeding at the moment, even though we have you know, lifetimes of expertise and an online course on that in the ascension reality because source feeding is about the revitalization of the whole biosystem so that we lose all human hungers. And you imagine a hunger-free world. So on that level, it's very relevant, but there's phases people have to go through. And most people now, they're just interested in the rhythm of health being healthy on all levels. They're interested in the rhythm of happiness, being happy on all levels. They're interested in the rhythm of harmony, living in harmony within themselves and with each other. That's the dominant rhythm rising in the world now, and they may not know how. And that's why we offer in the Embassy of Peace a very simple lifestyle course as well. But don't forget the internet. Don't forget this benevolence. You've got to come not from here. You've got to come from here. And nothing is delivered until you're done with an old way of being. You know, we have shared so much here that's intellectual fodder and quite titillating intellectually. And some of you will be going, me, and some of you will be going, ooh. But for you to change, you've got to be in your heart and just to say, I am ready. I am truly ready to experience my highest potential, whatever that is. I am ready to really live in harmony on the deepest levels of my being. I'm ready to live in harmony with all sentient life on earth. I am ready for this to be an experiential truth. Can your hearts just say yes, 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 yes? Because right now we're coding. Hopefully we're transmitting an energy that you go, yay! And you can go, yes, lock this in, make this my truth, because then you have this quantum benevolence inside around us that goes, this one's ready, make it so. And that's the greatest teacher, is your willingness in your heart to live the truth of all the spiritual traditions, the highest truth of all the wisdom that's ever been shared on earth. It's your birthright now to go into a more ascended, enlightened awareness, to let that part of you rise in the way, the right way, in the right time that you as a unique being need. So maybe our courses aren't going to do it for you. I don't know. But maybe your heart will go, yay. But it is such a beautiful journey of you being real and being in your heart and saying, yes, 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 I'm ready. Make this my experiential truth. It's beautiful. Well, we have a wonderful audience and I know they're more than receptive to your message. So no problem there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're thirsting for this kind of uh, positivity. So thank you so much. I know we're coming up on the hour. Uh, Mike, do you have anybody out there that has a pressing question or, or should we wrap things up? 
Well, it's just really up to Jazz how much longer she wants to be here. I mean, we I could talk about this forever. People are just really enjoying it right now. Um, you know, and mostly it's just uh, a lot of uh, encouragement in the chat and people really just saying they're ready. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Say your yeses. <laughs> and, and, you know, one thing I talk about a lot is this idea of the hero's journey and, and why we're here to begin with. And, you know, we're here because we are creative souls and I'm happiest when I'm creating. And when I'm not happy, it's usually with something stopping me from creating, whether that be a backache or something I ate too much. And it, it does have a lot to do with food for me. because I, I do have that emotional attachment to food still, and it does lead to a lot of my problems. But when I do fast, I do find that I have this like crazy energy that I can really use to my benefit. And I think that's another practical aspect to that lifestyle of, of feeding off source energy that's beyond the environmental, that's beyond um, the practical there in terms of not having to take the time to eat, but that you have this abundant energy to be creative and yeah. to actually manifest all new types of realities in the world that, that we, you know, right now haven't been imagined yet. And that will manifest in a reality. And one of those that I keep saying is that we have the internet, we have the internet, but this is like the caveman sparking the fire that will lead to psychic connection. And that, to me, is going to be the big breakthrough besides free energy, is that when we, we all do get grounded enough and we get honest with ourselves enough and we get connected where we do become psychic again. Yes. And that's going to open up the group consciousness to evolve to that next level of, that, of, of intelligence where we can go as a as a community together in this much more grounded kind of Atlantean or Lumerian state of existence. In your experience, have you had that psychic connection with others? Are you seeing that increasing? Because that's something I talk about mm -hmm. a lot. Yes, look, it's really interesting the people we hook up with, um, just being a bit personal, I've been hanging out with my husband. I met him in 1982 and he began his journey the same time I did. I began meditating at 16, he began meditating at 26 because he's 10 years older than me. And our life is very pattern matched, you know, he's been a vegan for well over um, a long, long time, since his 20s, and he's now in his 70s. And one of the things we did when we first started dating and connecting, because we were both meditators, yogis, was we used to play experiments with telepathy. And he would go in one room, and I'd be in another room, and we'd thought project, and then he'd come in and he'd say, did you just say this? And I'd go, yes. And I'd say, <laughs> did you just say that? And he'd go, yes. Now, we couldn't always do it, but we had a lot of fun playing and there were times we really locked in and we realized we could get on that same telepathic wavelength. So I really recommend you start playing with this because we are all naturally telepathic. The problem is, and sorry to do this, I love my phone, but everyone gets... <laughs> and they are so into this zone, we're not in expanded awareness because we're so locked into internet, we don't get locked in and open to internet. And the first thing we connect with is the intelligence of the quantum unified field and the love and benevolence and wisdom it carries. So one of the things I recommend is 
go into the field of love because that's where all the wisdom lies. And you do that by the naming and claiming. I am pure love. I am on the inhale, drinking of love. Pure love, relax into the love on the exhale. And we've got this on our YouTube channel as well and share it in our courses. So the first thing is in the field of love is where the wisdom lies. And that's when you start to make these connections with beings of love and wisdom. And the more you vibrate in the field of the purest love, the more this love rises and starts to work with your hypothalamus, your pituitary gland, your pineal gland, switch on different neural pathways, reform neural nets. You start to connect with the new one million star children who already embodies on earth, who are all telepathic. You find you're telepathically connected with the animal kingdom, with the plant kingdom, with all kingdoms, because you're in the vibration of love where everything is connected. So if you want everything to be enhanced and everything to switch on and fire up inside you, you've got to fertilize the system. And the system is fertilized by you dropping back into the field of your pure nature, which is pure love, infinite, eternal. Three mantras, play with this everybody. I am on the inhale, pure love on the exhale. I am on the inhale, infinite on the exhale. I am on the inhale, eternal on the exhale. And you name it, you claim it, it rises, it begins to dominate your system, you become free. Boom. And Five minute meditation. You know, there's also. <laughs> There's also a biological response to that because when your attention is in the heart, then all those other centers start naturally flowing up. And when there's unimpeded uh, energy going to the higher centers, as you know, then uh, the pineal gland, for instance, literally blossoms like a flower mm -hmm. and starts secreting hormones and substances that aren't you know, otherwise secreted. And that actually creates more synapses in our neurology mm. and makes mm. our biology a more effective antenna just to pick up those broader exactly. bandwidths in the purpose. Yeah. See, I love pineal and the pineal gland produces DMT that the pineal gland produces. I love the amrita that the pituitary gland produces. And the master glands, when they're really blossomed, the frequency they pr produce, both glands, harmonize left and right brain hemispheres. Now you have intuition working with logic. And that's where we need to go now, where we honor the intuitive nature as much as the logical nature as well. And duality tends to be more of a left brain world of logic of, oh, I'll believe it when I see it. Whereas a metaphysician knows if we believe, then we'll see. So it's a reverse and we know the need to switch on all the systems, but the systems get switched on naturally by the rising of that frequency of our already enlightened nature and it rises as we name it and claim it and let it dominate the field and then we live the lifestyle to drop deeper, deeper into its zone. Beautiful. It's not rocket science, it's yeah. pretty basic, you know, and it's not airy-fairy new age philosophy. Like we've been playing with this lifestyle for 
over 20 years. It's transformed the lives of over 20 million people who've got healthier and happier and they live in more harmony with each other. Just even the aspect of sacred music. You know, the 432 hertz frequency of just bombarding your system with the didgeridoo or tribal music or music sung with devotion and the effect of toning on your body and the effect of singing sacred music and the effect of listening to sacred music on the whole harmonic and then the heart when you open your heart to compassion how that compassion energy brings every organ into health all of this is known now all of this is so well known in holistic medicine but the key is holistic holistic education holistic med med uh, medicine but more not just knowing it but living it by making the adjustments in our own frequency fields and having the courage to play. What happens when you go light based, plant based? What happens when you solar gaze? What happens when you surrender into stasis with the breath in each now moment and the energy that just vibrates through you and repatterns you and recalibrates you and allows you to transcend the illusion of time? And what happens? And I, what, what happens uh, when you go hug people? You know, uh, what ha mm, you know, or a tree. <laughs> or a tree but yeah. going and hugging people, hugging strangers, mm -hmm. hugging your enemies, um, mm -hmm. getting in other people's fields. Right? How about sustained eye contact? Yes. Um, these are the disconnects that we're now, unfortunately, and this is even before the whole uh, cerveza <laughs> bug came. Mm -hmm. This was something that's been slowly happening in our in our mainstream realm for a long time is this disconnect through technology and stuff. And now we're seeing the transhumanism movement and everything. But you're so spot on. They're not factoring in the glandular systems and they're not factoring in the actual analog, real energetics that drive reality. I'm reading this book right now. I highly recommend it to everyone. Yannick, our, one of our admins, sent it to me because I'm a beekeeper and and Doc Lando is a beekeeper as well. It's called Song of Increase. Oh. Do you oh. know this? Do you know this book, no. Jess? No. no. By Looks Jacqueline good. Freeman. She, she's channeled the, con the, the collective consciousness of bees. She's a natural beekeeper. She's very innovative in how she keeps bees. And the bees, so a lot of this book is actually the bees talking to her. And everything they say is exactly everything you've said today. <laughs> and and it's so wild how connected everything is to the mm -hmm. point where mm -hmm. the bees actually have a very sacred role in connecting Gaia with um, with our consciousness and actually interplaying with humans, but also with all the plants, with everything from like Venus to mm -hmm. um, to light and everything they do has a purpose. And they're living in that continual blissful state of action and connectedness. And this is like one of the most inspiring books I've ever read. And I'm realizing how much I've done wrong, by the way, in beekeeping. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going out to my hive and apologizing them every day. Right? But, but it is, I, I've actually teared up three times while reading this book. I highly recommend this because my point of bringing this up is that nature shows us all of these truths. Go look at a flower, how it works. Go, I mean, being a gardener myself, you see it. It's so simple, but it's so amazing and so evolved. And we have overthought reality to the point where we're destroying it. So take a chill, take a breath, 
go outside, grow some food, grow, plant some flowers, get with nature. And it just evolves into this, excuse me, it just unfolds into what everything we've been talking about today. And it's this exciting times because I think as that I titled this, the great awakening is here. It's already happened. And now we're in the after effect ripples of it. And so anyways, Jazz, I thank you so much today because you've really nailed home so many of these ideas we talk about and you've, and you've applied it in your life for such a long time that you are the walking truth of how it works and what it is. And inspiring me to get back into doing a fast, I think I'm going to jumpstart one to the chagrin of my wife because she loves when I'm cooking because I, I do all the cooking. And so when I'm fasting, I'm not so into the cooking, but, but uh, inspiring me to do the, to, to start really moving down that path of getting away from so being so involved with food and all that, because quite frankly, I got a lot of work and stuff I want to be doing. And when I'm not engaging so much with that, the physicality of the materialism of eating the food, it is pretty exciting stuff. So uh, anyways, thanks so much uh, for your time today. Um, Bear, any uh, final remarks to Jazz? And then we'll let her kind of uh, close, close out the talk. No, I think, Jazz, you've said it all. And, and just thank you again for being here. And uh, just a breath of fresh air to our audience. And, and I wish we could just talk about these things all the time. Uh, maybe we will. Who knows? <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. Look, and also remember, everybody, this is a path of loving allowance. It's not a path of struggle. I noticed this in the breatharian reality, people trying to achieve something instead of just relaxing and listening to the voice of your body. Remember, it's a triple level ascension now. So, so much energy coming through the universal core and it's changing everything. It's drawing from the land. It's drawing from the people, all patterns of limitation for you to say yes to or no to. That's all. Don't have to judge. Don't have to go into heavy mental analysis. It's just simply, is this a paradigm you want to accept or are you happy to say no? Because it's a time of clarity and listening to your heart, listening to the spontaneous reaction of your heart because it's a time of heart-centered consciousness. And with food, listen to your body. Drop, drop the tradition of, oh, eight o'clock breakfast, one o'clock lunch, eight o'clock dinner or whatever, <laughs> and just say, body, are you hungry? And if the body goes, no, don't take anything. If it goes, yes, drop traditional feeding and say, okay, what do you want? And it may just want carrots. It might just want an apple. It might just want potato because it's getting all this new flows of energy from the external, from the universal core flooding the planet and from the rising of that same universal matrix that this energy is drawing from deep within you and the universal matrix is your body of light. So your body of light is now in a full-on time of being fertilized to blossom, to deliver all the gifts you have in your body of light and what our light being friends call our freedom matrix, which we all have as part of our energy construct. So listen, go in and just feel and do everything with love and what feels right, not because you think you should. <laughs> Beautiful. 
And, you know, back to the bees, one thing you said there, when they talk about the colony uh, collapse disorders and stuff going on, they're not mad about it. They're not blaming anybody. They're just existing and saying, you know, they are saying, please be aware of this, but they're just being, no pun intended. And uh, it's really where we all need to be, right? We all need to just trust in be our hearts. Be with the bees. So be next with time, bees. next time you guys see a bee, just remember just how amazing they're, and they're connected with all the elementals. They, 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 they are. Anyways, I can't recommend enough that book enough. It'll be on our book list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's fair? Just, just, just a quick bee anecdote. Um, <laughs> the master teachings do teach that the bees are a gift from Venus. Yes. Yeah. Many things have come in from different star systems. See, remember, we are all star beings who have extended to Earth to play at being human. Our DNA is star being DNA. In fact, from uh, spaceships that have crashed and they've tracked their DNA, they have human DNA. So 98% of what is in this universe is human DNA, even in other star beings from other systems, because we came from the stars. Don't forget your star being nature. Relax into that, open to your multidimensionality, and you'll free yourself from all matrices of limitation. Amazing. Amazing. And by the way, Barrett, they talk about Venus all the time in this book, so... Uh, there you oh, go. Oh, marvelous. Yeah, you got to read the book, man. Well, and and, yeah, ja and Jazz, just so our audience knows, your website is jazzmuheen.com, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We do have a book list. Do you have books on, uh, dare I say it, ad Amazon by chance? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We have everything everywhere. Kindle, okay. everything. I'm yeah. going to add, after this, I'm going to add all your books to our book list. We have the Alphavedic book list. If you go to alphavedic.com forward slash book list, it's where all the books that uh, we recommend. It helps our friends out by purchasing in there, and it helps us out a little bit. It gives us a little piece. So um, if you go to alphavedic.com forward slash book list, I will go ahead and make sure uh, that we get those added in because um, I personally want to get a few. And uh, is there one that you would recommend our community to start with? For those interested in Ascension, then read our new book. We've just launched it on Amazon now called The Freedom Matrix because it's about, you know, beings of light who've lived in worlds like Earth who ascended en masse and the whole planet ascended into the unified realms again. They went through individual and personal ascension and mass ascension. And they're talking about what they use to lock into that, to vibrate out of the your natured matrix. We have the Unity Reset Program with a lot of coding to reset back into the unified state and the Unity Realms. We have the Food of Gods. So there's 40, 44 books. So, you know, just whatever feels right in your heart. But if you have a look on jasmineheen.com, you'll find the links to our online courses, our Podia platform with a lot of our books, etc. But I like the latest, you know, because consciousness... We wrote a book called um, Pranic Nourishment in the early 90s and consciousness was very different then regarding mm. the 21-day process to what it is in 2020. So you don't have to go through any complicated processes. You just have to follow your instinctual nature and honor the call of your heart and say, 
if it is in my blueprint this life to demonstrate being so sped on all levels then lock this in in the right way in time for me and make this my experiential truth thank you yes 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 one yeah. last one last question sorry my mind's going <laughs> crazy do you think with the saying with the 90s and now is it easier now is is the consciousness evolved enveloped more now to, to get yes. into this flow than it was in oh, the 90s yeah. so different you know in the 90s because my role was to be one of the many of you who are all challenging the status quo we've all been born to be round pegs in square holes you know people say to me i've never fit in and it's like well you weren't born to fit in because if you fit in nothing changes you're born to challenge the status quo and help it evolve and everything has changed so much like I was traveling in Italy and France with a friend of mine last year, just having a few weeks after our, my work finished. And the biggest trend in Italy is vegan restaurants. In Italy, it's amazing. So all our millennials, not all, but so many are really strong in love and kindness to the animal kingdom and they're going plant-based. Even in my neighborhood, so many raw and vegan restaurants are springing up. And in women's magazines, yoga is natural, mindfulness is natural, um, plant-based is natural. All of this meditation is encouraged. That wasn't happening in the 90s, you know. When I became a vegetarian in the 70s, people were like, ooh, crazy girl. But now it's like, <laughs> oh, vegetarian, why aren't you plant-based? Vegans where it's at, well, you know, or Roar is where it's at. And but more than we that, know the but more than that, it's also I just about meditation and yoga and consciousness and lifestyle and compassion. I was just gonna say, you know the world is changing if that's happening in Italy. I grew up in an Italian culture and all I heard was you're too thin, manja, manja, manja. <laughs> So, uh, I know, quite a, when quite there's a vegan shift. restaurants in Italy, that's a big change. <laughs> it is, oh, it is. Amazing. You know, look, I want to add one more thing. You know, I see an incredible future. What I've seen as a visionary with the connections with my lightning friends is we have a period of about 10 years from 2020 to 30 of massive rising of old paradigms to be rebalanced for people to say yes to or no to. Don't expect too much politically right now, regardless of what happens, because it's not this lot that are going to do it you're going to come into a brand new political system we're going to come into a brand new economic system we're going to come into a brand new educational and health system as well but we're not there yet but by 2050 we're going to be living in a planet most people won't recognize because we'll be well and truly vibrated out of the dual natured matrix and we'll be in a lot more of a unified state of coexistence so don't focus on time focus on being the best version that you can be radiating them the greatest love and wisdom and peace and virtues that lie at your core, let that rise and be a fertilizing agent for all this change to come. And you will find yourself living in the Shambhala heaven on earth matrix now. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Love that. 
Thank, thank you, you so boys. much. Thank you. Thank you. I, thank you. Thank you. I am high off this. I am high off this chat right now. I tell you that. <laughs> so any of my network tuning in, check out what the Alpha Beta guys are doing too. They're doing brilliant things and have many interesting things to offer. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to do the work and uh, we have an amazing community too. Uh, and we're all about joining communities and having communities meet each other and, and opening like our community becoming more aware about what you're talking today and then your community becoming more aware maybe with some organic yeah. farming, you know, permaculture ideas, uh, you know, uh, stuff like that. Uh, I, I work in decentralized technologies, building out new blockchain and cryptocurrency, decentralized modalities, things that can really help that will be mainstream in 2030 for sure. Mm -hmm. So um, very exciting, very exciting times, guys. Hey, everybody in DLive, thanks for sh uh, joining us today. I'm sorry if I didn't get to your question, um, but uh, uh, Jazz, do you, so your website, jazzmean.com, you guys can get to all of her community and everything there. I assume you are, are on Facebook or where yeah. would your community, yeah. online community reside? Facebook's the best place or? Yeah, look, no, because Facebook restrict a lot and yeah. YouTube, but you know, we've done it all on the website. You'll find cool. all the links and then we have our Podi platform where you can have a look at courses and you know, just everything. But I know this beautiful intelligence hooks us all up in the right way at the right time when patterns need to merge and a blossoming needs to occur. Wonderful. And yeah, let's not use Facebook, guys. Let's just not <laughs> use Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I mean, we'll be on those for now, but um, Jazz, mm -hmm. you're doing it right. Your own platform. Go to jasmine.com. Yeah. Just like we say, go to alphavedic.com. We are sovereign. We can. We are the ones. So anyways, thanks everybody. You're all beautiful, beautiful souls. And thanks for joining us today. Get outside, grow something, get your feet in the dirt and enjoy nature as much as you can. Enjoy each other and live in love. We love you guys. Bye-bye.